Don't limit yourself. Many people limit themselves to what they think they can do. You can go as far as your mind lets you. What you believe, remember, you can achieve. These wise words by Mary K. Ash illustrate that it takes tenacity to go far. Hi, my name is Fungai Mettler, and this is the Raw Stories podcast. It is a place where we acknowledge where we're coming from by telling stories followed by lessons. My guest today is the brilliant Michelina Chindia, a 26-year-old Zimbabwean female who works as an independent financial advisor for one of the fastest-growing financial advisory firms in Africa. She is very passionate about fitness and working towards being a fully qualified personal trainer. She has also made a commitment to promoting self-love through fitness as a way of life. I'm very honored to have you on the podcast today, Miki. Welcome. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really happy to be here today. I'm looking forward to the discussion and the conversation that we're going to have. Great. Absolutely. I think when I look at your profile and I think about everything you've achieved at such a young age, and I'm sure you must hear this all the time, it's absolutely impressive. How do you do it? Um, it all comes back down to planning, really. It really does. Um, and trying to find a balance between being a professional and someone who, who likes to work out a lot. It just comes down to planning up my day to the, to the very, to the T. Um, and making sure that I never get too overwhelmed or commit to too many things. Um, and yeah, it all just comes down to, to planning. My diary is literally my, my best friend. I completely relate to that because I can't live without my diary because I really, I try to plan as much as possible. Sometimes I do end up being spontaneous about things, but I do try to plan as much as I can because, you know, and the reason I'm mentioning you doing so many things at the same time is because Mm -hmm. I can completely relate, right? Managing a full-time job and creating content that you're working on, on your page um, and managing various interviews. And I think you've been giving many talks as well over the last couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, last week I got really exhausted. By the time it came to Friday, I was I was actually just not well. And I realized that I need to slow things down a bit yeah. and not overwhelm myself and try and, you know, like take on everything at, at the same time because I was very tired and exhausted by the end of it. Because um, I think I did about, I did about four, four interviews and like live sessions. And even today I did, a live session with someone else, which was um, an exercise on, on Instagram live. And by the time that was done, I realized that I needed to rest and that I'm not as fit as I was when <laughs> lockdown. I was struggling. I was okay. Struggling. I haven't struggled like that in a while, but yeah. Well, it just shows that I think sometimes we take on a lot. Sometimes it's necessary that we do, um, but it's always good, you know, when your body reminds you that you need to take a break. Definitely, definitely. And we have to listen to our, to our bodies when they do do that. Yeah. So I think the story that uh, drew me to you is really specific to your to your sort of fitness journey and how yeah. that all started. Um, and I think I'd like to also get into a little bit about your work as a financial advisor. But how about we get um, right into the fitness journey and how everything started? I mean, my journey started often like just towards the end of my, you know, my my time at uni. Um, but before that, I mean, like before I'd gone to university in high school, I was very athletic. I was into sports. Um, I was the swimming captain in high school. I was in the first team hockey um, and I was captain of the national gymnastics team. So I was always an athletic child and I was into like, you know, sports and things like that. And then by the time I then went to university, 
it all changed from me for me mm. because you know in high school you told to wake up and you have to go for swimming practice at six in the morning and, and at lunchtime and your teachers expect that obvious part of your you know it's just part of the curricular activities that you have to do at you at, at high school um so I had no choice but to do them and then when I got to university I you know, no one follows up with on anything with you, even classes, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Some people can, can get through a whole year of uni without actually attending classes because no one will be there to follow it up. Um, and there's that structure's not there. You're very independent. So as you know, as a young woman who was now finally, you know, being like being independent by herself after a whole life where there was, you know, structure and rules, it became it was exciting. And obviously, you know, you start to go out, you start to do certain things, and then sports just became something of the past I didn't work out as much um and then over like you know some years I found myself putting on weight um in uni and it happened so gradually it happened over the course of two to three years and it happened so gradually and the thing is you know people start telling oh you look nice you look curvy you look Mm -hmm. thick um and the thing is it's not like I was I was incredibly huge um I was 20 kgs I I got to a point where I was 20 kgs heavier than I am now Okay. Yeah, it was a lot, especially for me and my height because I'm short. I'm like five foot four. So eighty kgs on someone near my height was was a bit. Um, but people would tell me, "No, you're getting thick. You're looking nice. It's good." And you then start to believe it. Um, and then you get to a point where you're comfortable that way. And I think what happened for me was like, um, I got into a point where I also didn't feel comfortable in my body. Um, and there was a day when I was just going up the stairs to my flat and I got to the top of the, the second floor. Cause I think I lived on the, I lived on the second floor. I was on the first floor coming from the ground floor and I was out of breath Oh wow. and I was, yeah. And I was so tired and I had a moment where I thought to myself, this isn't you, you've, you know, you've become a shadow of yourself because this is not the person that you were and that you're just too young to be feeling like this. I didn't feel good at all. Okay. Um, I was really out of breath and you know I was thinking um, it's just you know it's like two flights of stairs how is that possible and I remember even yeah later on that week I went to go see a doctor and my blood pressure was so high yeah and it's I'm okay point, yeah and I was I'm 20 how is that how is that a thing and it's not like you had in I had any other issues and the doctor even said that this is this isn't okay and that's when I got to the point where I thought you know what I need to I need to change this around um and that's kind of where it started. Okay. Um, yeah. I think it's it's very interesting. You've touched on a couple of things that I'd like to go back on a little bit. I think the mm-hmm. first one is people complimenting you on gaining weight. I feel like that's something that's <laughs> mm. um, considered somewhat very good in our culture, right? Uh, Shona culture. I think even yeah. the LA culture, right? When you start to gain weight, it's like, oh my goodness, this is great. Mm. Um, <laughs> and everyone's really chuffed that you finally have curves when you didn't uh, oh. all your life, right? Yeah, I mean, because now people make fun of me like family. I'm always getting jokes about being skinny and not looking feminine and all of that. But at least I'm at a point where I'm comfortable in my body and what people can say about my appearance, it won't sway me in any way. But yeah, Uh, and I think that's the key. I think that's really the key, you know, not having Mm -hmm. opinions sway you because, as you said, people were complimenting you and saying you look good. but, you know, that medical report said something else, right? Wow. So, I mean, yeah. sometimes we know it uh, definitely that, you know, if someone someone's opinion shouldn't affect how you feel about yourself. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. it really does. And it's always such 
you know, in this case, maybe not a good, good thing, but it's a good thing that you had a medical report to show you that, hey, you need to work yeah. on yourself. It's not about positive or negative body image. It's about your health and health. your well-being, right? That's a completely different yeah. topic then. Yeah, no, because I definitely like, that's why even with my journey, um, I'm not pushing for people to lose weight or for people to be super skinny. I'm just pushing for people to be the best version of themselves right whatever that may be but just a healthy version of themselves because you can be you know you could be heavier than me and still be very healthy and just take care take like you know take care of yourself in that sense because being fit isn't about being small at all mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. obviously i'm not going to encourage obesity and being overweight but you don't have to be like all these people we see online to be fit and to be healthy um health healthy doesn't even look like that it's just having a a good lifestyle sleeping regularly taking care of yourself and and exercising you know a certain amount of times each week and that's what that's what healthy looks like to me yeah and and uh talking about what healthy looks like what a good lifestyle looks like right for someone that says listen i have let go of myself and 20 kgs have creeped up and i have no idea how to get rid of them or even how to get started because i'm losing um, my positive self-image right where would you advise them to start obviously the idea is not that uh, they get a six-pack because that just seems like it's so far away and unreachable where is a good place to start to get getting healthy and to getting to a weight that you're comfortable with you know like I always tell people to just start small start simple because you know a lot of people just try get into it so fast and then they overwhelm themselves and they they get a bit you know shook by the whole process because they just jumped into it like head first and I always just advise people start with the basics and start slow start simple start steady and just set yourself up to win so could be as simple as if you can't go to a gym walk each day and you know the minimum that's required you know just to be healthy and and live a healthy lifestyle is just working out maybe five times a week for at least 30 minutes a day and you could do that you know by walking your dog or walking with your kids you could take a jog you don't necessarily have to go to the gym um you could if you do go to the gym that's fine and when you get to the gym just start off by running on the treadmill and familiarizing yourself with that environment and getting comfortable. Yeah. Because I've noticed a lot with, with a lot of women, they get put off by, I don't want to look like the person who doesn't know what they're doing or yeah. it's intimidating because there's so much and I don't understand what's happening. And then they just kind of stop. Um, so just start gradually and get comfortable in that environment and then slowly grow in it. Um, and that's what I advise them to do and just, you know, live a healthy lifestyle in terms of getting enough sleep in drinking enough water, eating a balanced diet. That's, 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 you know, it's definitely key. Right. And I mean, the the healthier you eat, the more energy you have as well, but you know, I hear you. And I I start to think about the average day to day person. And I mean, speaking for myself, I'm not always super motivated um, to go train or to work out or to be incredibly healthy. I mean, now during COVID times, I remember during the lockdown um, saying to myself, I really wish I could use this time that I'm stuck in the house. to do something but just lacking motivation um you know to push and go that far so what keeps you going um for me at the end of the day it it just comes down to obviously I'll have made a mental commitment to myself it's in my head because I believe a lot of because a lot of people ask me um what you know how do you stay so motivated and the truth of the matter is a lot of the time like 80% of the time I'm not motivated but it's what I tell myself in my head that you know 
that keeps me going. Um, and if I make a promise to myself in my head, if um, and I commit to it, and I make that commitment to myself, I could be tired and not want to go, but I tell myself, no, you're going to get up and you're going to go. And it's the same way with, with exercising. A lot of people give up when they could still actually, you know, go continue. So, you know, that's how I even push through exercising. You could be on your eighth squat out of 10 and you, your body feels like giving up because it, it feels the pain. But if you just tell yourself in your head that you can just get through the next two, you'll see your body getting through it. You know, you'll see yourself working through it. If you actually tell yourself, though, you know, to, to push through. And that's yeah. exactly how I, I keep going. I just keep, I think it comes down to having some kind of mental strength. That's what keeps me going because there are a lot of days after work and I'm tired and it's the last thing I do, but I still get myself in the car. I get myself to the gym and I go and work out because I told myself, I tell myself that that's what you're going to do. And because I also want it bad enough, I do do it even when I don't feel like it. But yeah. times I'm in the gym and I'm, I really don't want to be there, but I get through what I, I have to do because I made that promise to myself to do it. I think that's an amazing, uh, amazing point that you've said, right, on making a promise to yourself and wanting mm. it bad enough, right, like having enough mental strength to actually go for it. I really believe mm. that mental strength is a muscle and it needs to be trained. You need to train yourself exactly. yes and no. And the more you do it, um, the better, the easier it gets. I remember yeah. reading something from, I think it was Robin Sharma, and he was talking about, you know, make it as convenient as you can for yourself, right? And this this is leading up to, to my next question for you. And he was talking about, you know, if you want to practice running, um, you know, go to bed with your with your running clothes on, you know, if, if you know it's going to be difficult to get up in the morning and you have mm -hmm. to find your tights and your vest and it's just exhausting. So he was like, prepare your clothes um go to bed in your clothes and put your shoes right at the entrance, make everything as simple um, as possible. possible to make sure you go through it. What are your thoughts and what kind of routine do you have to sort of help you gain that uh, muscle strength or the mental strength uh, you need to push forward? Um, I think it also comes back down to planning. Um, so before, like my mom always knows this, I won't go to sleep having planned for the day before, for the day that's going to follow. Sorry. So mm -hmm. that's, even in the sense of work, I already know what my diary for Monday looks like, which clients I'm seeing, what I have to achieve, what tasks I have to get through. Um, so I look at my diary and I already, and I pack my gym bag the night before because I noticed, you know, packing in the morning, sometimes you don't have the time to do it. Then you get to the gym and you don't have what you, what you needed for the workout. And in, in, in essence, you end up having a, not a great workout because you've forgotten something, you know, forgetting something as simple as your earphones could ruin it or your gloves could ruin it. You know what I mean? No, absolutely. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I pack all my, my laptops, my papers, and I then have a look at my diary for the day to follow so that when I, when I start my Monday, I already start with like, I can be intentional about everything I do because I know what it is I need to achieve and what I need to get done in that day. Um, and I also then, then I, and I make sure I pack and go to sleep in good time. So when I wake up, I wake up with the energy. I wake up having slept well and I can get through my day properly. Yeah, that's amazing. I think one thing that you mentioned that's really critical is being intentional about our day, right? And not mm. just uh, jumping into it and winging it, so to speak, right? But being really yeah. intentional about your day and making your plans. 
Yeah. And then how does that come together with your social media? Because you have a very active profile um, and you're attending different meetings and events and also working a full-time job. Is that because your workplace is very flexible and you have flexible working hours or how does that work? How do you ah. remain so intentional about your work and manage to take care of everything else? Um, You know, I've always been of the opinion that like, as I grow older, not like I'm, old no but i think a little thing, bit far I've, yeah i've realized even just from looking at my friends and the situations that they're in life is that you once you start to the older you get you have more commitments you might be settling down you might have children in the picture and you're not always you, you don't have as much freedom to pursue a lot of things you know you have other priorities that then come through like being a wife or being a mother i mean as a woman or yeah. if you're a man being a father and providing for that household, certain things might have to take the back seat, you know? So I then came to the realization, it was like about two, a year ago, I think, that um, because I was previously engaged, um, like in 2018, and I noticed that um, it didn't work out. But obviously at that point, once it ended, I had like a revelation that there were so many things that I'd given up. It wasn't a bad thing because I was happy at that point, but I realized I gave up a lot of things and it just kind of happens, you know, yeah. as, as, as life goes on and you see, you, you end up having different priorities and they change. So once that didn't work out and once I was then out of that situation, I got to a point where I was like, you know what, these are, you know, my good years. Um, I'm still not tied down to anything. I'm not committed to anything. So I'm going to go as hard as I can with everything that I do, even if it might mean being tired, let me, let me exhaust myself. Let me give it my all right now. Um, and then maybe later when things start to slow down, I'll slow down. So like, even at work, I don't have that much flexibility. Um, it's a proper, you know, start work at eight, finish at five. You can take your leave here or there, um, if you've earned it, but I don't have much flexibility. So it all comes down to like, I've, I've just, you know, like things like rest, and mm. like over you know people say weekends are for you know chilling or whatever I believe in just working and pushing through things even when sometimes I'm tired or I'd rather do something else I give I give all my time to work and the fitness aspect of things I, I I've had to obviously like certain you know certain relationships have not suffered but my friends fortunately they're understanding but yeah like having friends and my social life has taken a bit of a a backseat but it's not like entirely bad in that sense but yeah I mean I think it's about work, bringing you know. the two together right so mm -hmm. I completely respect and understand that because you know like I mentioned I have so many projects and so many things going on at the same time um, and it really comes down to planning you know and it's making use of your time like you mentioned but also finding good moments to rest and recover and sleep is a really good way to yeah. do that um, a yeah. really really good way so I, I've seen that you've done a lot of talks on um, success and how to build a personal brand um i'm just thinking a little bit more in the, in terms of how your full profile comes together do you have ways within which you give back and how much value does that bring to you as a person and as a professional um so in terms of giving back i thought of what can i do to actively you know make or just help people and make a change in their life um and Obviously, there are monetary ways of doing that, um, but because of my job, um, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to give back in a way that helps tie back to to what I do and my work because I can, I can easily do it day by day. 
um, and, and, you know, have it blend easy with what I do. And I thought, you know what, because um, I was raised by a single mom and I saw how hard it was for, especially with what happened in Zimbabwe, that mm. like for her to actually, you know, her savings got wiped away and she lost almost everything. But somehow, somehow she sent me to university and I still don't know to this day how she managed to do it through high Sounds like an amazing woman. <laughs> she is, she is. And a lot of mothers and women are are in that same position, even to like this present day. And I thought my best way, my bit, the best way for me to do that is to provide my services, you know, free of charge to those women who would benefit for them, or even just you know consult them and and give them a free consultation meeting, because financial literacy and certain things about finances aren't, you know, it's not really common amongst women especially in Zimbabwe it's usually oh you know what the husband takes care of everything and the women never really pay much attention to it or they never get access to the services that that can assist them and I thought you know what that's how I can give back so even um like about in the beginning of this third quarter of the year which was basically the second half I I committed to like helping at least 100 women you know with with regards to their you know financial their financial situation and just give them if it's a free consultation or if it's helping them set something up for their children or for themselves I was open to doing that for free that's incredible and have you reached your target the yeah that was the thing I put up on LinkedIn I think by after like two weeks I had women also reaching out and they were referring their friends and it went past that. I think it was about 120 so it's 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 that's amazing it was pretty awesome um, so sometimes it's just, they just have a few questions or it's just enlightening them with information or letting them know what resources are available to them to help them, you know, protect and secure their financial future, which is very empowering to a lot of women, um, yeah. especially in this day and age, because their women are really bringing the bacon home and we're taking up a lot of space in, in, in the world, you know, um, and and then also like in positions and in institutions all over, but there's still nothing that really, you know, helps to cater to us and our needs. And I thought that was the best way for me to, to, to give back. That's incredible. Um, So is that opportunity still open? If someone would be interested in approaching you, is there a way we could direct them to your page and what page would that be? I realized that there was no point in even, you know, limiting it to a number. Um, I literally then just decided, you know, if anyone wants to come, they can always just message me on LinkedIn um, under my Kalina Chindia. Um, and I'll gladly help. I've, I've, I've met so many incredible women over the past, you know, month or so. And I've had so many amazing discussions. And, you know, that's, you know it's, it's been really, it feels good, you know, to just be able to help people, um, provide them with the information and skills that they may need to help themselves. Um, so they can always just message on, on LinkedIn. I'm sure some people will be really happy um, to hear that they can get financial advice because, you know, for the most part, you don't even know where to start, right, many times. And just like you say, right, giving back benefits the giver as well as the receiver. So well done on yeah. pushing that forward. Yeah, thank you.
So this has been really amazing. It's been good to hear about your fitness journey, how you were, you know, up the stairs, 20 plus kgs, two to three years later and thinking, my God, I cannot breathe. I'm 20. This can't be. And, Mm -hmm. you know, taking the next level, bringing it into your hands and saying, you know what, I'm going to change this and taking the journey and completely going for what you wanted. And now you're a fitness model and training to be a fitness trainer, which is all very incredibly impressive so congratulations on you know tapping ceilings in the ways that you have and thank you for sharing your journey with us we're really happy um, that you could come and talk to us I really love to end these sessions with a couple of lessons that other people can apply to their lives so what lessons would you like to share with everyone as the key nuggets that they can take away from the talk today um I think one thing for sure is just um we are the only thing that's holding ourselves back at the end of the day and that's why i really love the the phrase the sky is not the limit i am because Mm. it all comes down to what's in your head and what you tell yourself and at the end of the day that determines how far you go you do nothing else um so that's my one key nugget you know the sky is not the limit you are um and you should just go for whatever it is you know don't let the fear of failure hold you back from going for anything in life it used to hold me back a lot um and i'd be scared of oh what would people think what will they say um if if it doesn't work out well or if if i make an embarrassment of myself or i'll be scared of things like that and i realized even if i fail it's a learning experience and you'll miss certain opportunities because you're just scared to go for them and there are certain opportunities that i almost missed out on that played such mm. a big part in my career and its trajectory that if I hadn't taken them on, I possibly wouldn't be where I am today because of that. Um, so yeah, don't let the fear of failure hold you back and don't let don't you know, don't hold yourself back. Just go for it. That's amazing. I think that's something that most of us can definitely make use of, right? You know, just taking opportunities as they come and not being afraid to hold back. I really like what you say that even if I fail, it's not a bad thing. It's not the end of the world, right? You can always get up and start again and use that as a motivator. Yeah, it really can be that driving factor to continue going forward. That's incredible. Thank you so much for sharing these with us. And thank you for being here today. I hope you'll visit us another time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. And I look so forward to that.